Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 313. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I'll just hop right into it for this episode. Uh, Today, we're not talking about dating. Uh, Today, as the title suggests, we're talking about the things that make you cringe in life. We're talking about all the different ways you can embarrass yourself. And as utterly cliche as it is to say, we're talking about why it's so necessary to embrace it, to embrace the cringe, to embrace the moments you embarrass yourself horribly, to embrace the moments where you get rejected, where you ask and get told no, the moments where no one laughs at your joke, the moments where you fail to read the room, the moments where you say, screw it, I'm just going to go for it. And what comes, comes because I'm willing to embrace the cringe. Embrace the cringe. If I had a like three-word mission statement or mantra in my life, that would be it, to embrace the cringe. And I say that because if you're willing to embrace the cringe in life, that is, you're willing or even eager to embarrass yourself, you're going to put yourself on an entirely different trajectory than what you're used to, or at least what I think most of us are used to. Like, consider that. Consider how we normally operate. I think if we all had like a default mission statement in our lives that we're like programmed to have from birth, it would probably be something like, don't embarrass yourself. Don't do anything cringy. Don't do anything stupid. No matter what, do whatever it takes to not embarrass yourself. That is our natural state. And as ridiculous as it sounds as a mission statement, a lot of the time, that's how we actually live our lives. 
our mission by default is to not do anything cringy. And that makes sense because we're scared to death of embarrassment. No one likes to embarrass themselves. No one wants to do something cringy. But if we're not careful, that aversion to those things, to those feelings, to those outcomes becomes a lifestyle. And that's a lifestyle where we don't do certain things because we're afraid of being cringy. And it's no shocker that I'm going to say that that's no way to live your life. But let's back up for a second because it's not very helpful for me just to say the advice here is to embrace it. No, just embrace it. That's like telling someone who's upset to just relax. We need to go a little bit deeper than that. So I think the best way to break free of this kind of don't do anything stupid mission statement is to realize exactly what being embarrassed means, to realize exactly what it is, frankly, because while certain things certainly can embarrass us and make us feel cringy, it means something much more than messing up and being judged for it. So what what is embarrassment? Well, to start, to be clear, in this in this episode, I'm not talking about embarrassment as, you know, when you tripped and fell in line at Starbucks or when you didn't realize you weren't on mute on your Zoom call or where you got dressed in the dark and wore two different shoes. I'm not talking about that type of like passive embarrassment. I'm talking about moments where you went for it and it didn't turn out so great. I'm talking about where you went in for the kiss and were denied. I'm talking about you getting the courage to email the CEO of that company asking for a job and being told you don't have nearly enough experience. I'm talking about banging out gym selfies in a crowded gym and people giving you side eye. I'm talking about starting the podcast, having people make fun of you. I'm talking about wearing a loud outfit and hearing people laugh at you. Those kinds of things, that embarrassment, that cringe. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that embarrassment is in the eye of the beholder. And I can sit here and try to convince you that you're only embarrassed if you're embarrassed and that it's all how you perceive yourself. But I think that's another episode. And so for this, I'll just say that we can't really rewire ourselves as humans to not feel embarrassment. And that's okay. We won't go there. But I think I could help us reframe what it means to be embarrassed. And then through that, actually create a mantra for ourselves that says embrace it. So, you know, most of us think that embarrassment means we flubbed, (laughs) flubbed, like that word, we flubbed. And as a result, we are negatively judged for it. That our actions or words or the way we look is cringy. And then as a result of that, our kind of status takes a hit. Our social currency dips to zero. Our worth decreases, that we weren't enough in some way as a result of being embarrassed. But I've really come to realize that embarrassment actually is one thing and one thing alone. And it's actually quite a powerfully empowering realization. Embarrassment is what happens when you try too hard. That's it. Embarrassment is what happens when you say too much. It's when you ask for too much, wear too much, push yourself too far. It's what happens when you try, for instance, you try something before you're fully ready. It's what happens when you speak up without having a fully developed thought. It's what happens when you get too much energy or too much confidence and it comes out in an awkward way. But I think that's a great thing. Realizing this is a great thing because 
I used to think that embarrassment meant lack, lack of character, lack of connection, lack of passion, lack of worth, lack of confidence. I used to think it was this like passive way of detracting from who you are. And that as a result, you just shouldn't try because you can't lose. You can't detract from what you already have if you don't try and you don't lose. But the reality is you embarrass yourself when you try too hard. And that is kind of a powerful reframing because I personally will take a life of trying too hard any day of the week. I'll take a life of pushing myself too hard any day of the week over a life of not pushing myself at all. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that? Like, I would rather go fast than slow. I would rather go fast than not at all, of course. I'd rather put myself out there than not at all. I'd rather push myself out of my comfort zone than to never leave it. Embarrassment, cringy moments, all they are are simple reflections of a life that is being lived fully. And I know a statement like that is just stock full of cliche, but it is powerful repositioning if you think about embarrassment in that context. So stick with me here. Again, it's that when you embarrass yourself, you're living fully. You're living fully. And that's the opposite of what I used to think. I used to think it was a reflection of lack, of not being enough, of not doing enough. But it really is the opposite. It's not sitting on the sidelines. Seriously, think about how you might embarrass yourself. Think about cringy moments in your life. You shot your shot. You got rejected. You posted a selfie. Someone makes fun of you. You ask your boss for a raise and they say, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you laugh too loud at a restaurant with your friends. They ask you to leave. You go to the front of the line and ask if you can skip. They tell you to get lost, <laughs> right? <laughs> Silly examples. But nowhere in those equations, that is, moments where you did something but had a cringy result, nowhere there is a reflection of lack, of sitting back, of riding the bench. There's no way you can't say you weren't in the game in those instances. There's no way you can say you were on the sidelines because you're in the game. You're not wondering. And I think when that's your mentality, namely when your mantra is to embrace the cringe, you shift yourself from living your life on someone else's terms to living life on your own. Because think about that. Think about how many things in your life you didn't do because you were afraid of being cringy. I think that by definition is living your life on someone else's terms when you're worried about how they might interpret it. That you not doing something because you're worried what someone else might think. That honestly is a pretty insane way to live. That is not living life on your terms. But again, that's how we're wired. We're wired to want to look cool. We're wired to want to be cool as a cucumber while we're in our comfort zone. And we're willing as a, result, as a result just to stay there. We'd much rather not do something and look cool in the process than do something and look cringy, than do something and embarrass ourselves. But I think when that's your mantra, how can you possibly say you're living life on your terms? You're not. You're not. And that's not to shame you in the slightest. Like, personally, I would say I lived there in that version of my mentality for a good portion of my life, certainly. Like, I wouldn't even do the slight, <laughs> the slightest, smallest, inconsequential things that I deemed to be cringy or potentially embarrassing. Seriously, like, I would say even up to like four years ago, I'd be 
you know, petrified of being that cringy guy walking around Chicago taking pictures of coffee cups or taking a selfie. Like people would think I'm so cringy and then I would just soak up all that embarrassment. So I wouldn't do those things. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. I wouldn't do them. For instance, example, yesterday... I was doing them. <laughs> I was embracing the cringe. I was walking around kind of where I live, downtown Chicago, just, you know, banging out selfies. And this woman came up to me. She stopped me and she, she goes, you're that guy. You're that guy. That's what she said. She goes, you're that guy from Instagram. And I think old me would be, I, I would have hated that. I would have hated being that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I'd rather just be a guy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that cringy, selfie-taking, quotes about love on coffee cups guy. Heck no. But yesterday, I was like, yeah, hey, what's up? I am that guy. (laughs) I am. And that's me embracing the cringe, of course. Or another example, thinking about this, like I was helping a friend the other day with a dating app line. He was trying to drop a line on this girl in a dating app. Apparently, I'm the go-to guy for this, but my friend was like, what do I say to this girl? I think she's really cute. I'd love to go out with her. And we were going round and round and round around like unique, clever, original things to say. And eventually, I was like, dude, why don't you just, <laughs> why don't you just say you have a really cute smile? Um, because that's what you want to say, but you think that's too cringy to say that. And even as I said that, hey, you should say this, like I could feel the secondhand cringe <laughs> come up on me. And Obviously, I know that's not like a killer line or anything like that, but she did have a great smile. He thought she was really cute. And I was like, dude, just embrace it. Just send it. Just do it. 
But I think like our hesitation to say things like that, to do things like that, is literally living your life on strangers terms over your own. And that, of course, in retrospect, is always an L. (laughs) That's a loss. And we shouldn't be doing that. But the great news, the very redeeming news, is that we can literally train ourselves to not do that. (laughs) We can train ourselves to embrace the cringe. We can literally practice. And like, personally, this is how I got to this point. Now I've become like competitive about it. And it's like the greatest mindset reframing I've ever done. It's like now when I'm considering doing something or saying something, if my reaction to what I'm thinking about doing is one of, oh, that sounds cringy, I get like almost fired up about it, almost to a competitive level. Like in my head, it's like an invisible force is taunting me, telling me that I don't have the balls to do it, telling me that I don't have the confidence to do it, to say that thing, to ask for that thing, to drop that line, whatever. It's like this voice is being like, you won't do it, Case. That's cringy. You won't do it. And like, honestly, like that, I've reframed it. So that fires me up. It's like almost in my head now. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, watch this. And I'm not advocating having a conversation with voices in your head and then doing reckless things. But the more I've pushed myself almost with a sense of being competitive about it, I've realized how empowering and great it is to embrace the cringe and just do it. Be like, oh yeah, watch this. And I've discovered through that process that the cliche is true. It really is that what you want in life does exist on the other side of fear because good things happen when you push yourself too hard, too much, too much energy, too much enthusiasm, too much confidence, whatever. Absolutely. I've come to realize this, that what you want in life lies on the other side of cringe, embarrassment, rejection, awkwardness. And I've realized how few of us are willing to intentionally step into that area of life. But once you do, you realize how much is up for grabs for you there. So much more certainly than what exists in the land of our comfort zone. And in fact, I'd revise my thinking now, having been fully on board the cringe train for the past couple of years to say that anything, frankly, worth having in my life has been in that area in the cringe area. (laughs) Like thinking back to my career, for instance, in media sales, circa, I don't know, 2014. I remember getting my first sale. I was so bad at sales. I was so awkward. I had no confidence, nothing. I remember flying down to Kansas City, driving this little rental car around, doing pitches at all these different ad agencies, trying to sell this, (laughs) this technology. And I remember this, my first sale, I took these six girls from an ad agency who controlled the budgets and I took them out for lunch and to get their nails done, (laughs) rather to get our nails done together. I was this, you know, 25 year old kid and I I didn't know what I was doing. Certainly Uh, I was a very awkward, but, uh, I think maybe they admired my willingness to just do it. And they gave me that first sale and then the rest was history. Embrace the cringe. I remember doing my first podcast, of course, three years ago and hitting publish. Definitely awkward. Who the heck is case case? He's going to give me life advice. What the heck? Definitely cringy. And again, anytime I'm walking around Chicago, again, this is a common theme with this one, but I'm a, (laughs) now at this point, I'm a grown ass man. I'm almost 34. I'm 33, not almost 34. I'm 33 years old and I'm taking pictures of quotes about love 
in Chicago. It's cringy, but it's done so much for me. It's blown up my social media, my ability to write, my ability to make impact. I've sold millions of dollars of a book that I wrote in my apartment with no publisher, with no agent, with nothing, all because I was willing to embrace the cringe professionally, personally, everything in between romantically. Absolutely. I'm the king of cringe. (laughs) But so I've come to realize that I will never not be convinced that the best things in life aren't on the other side of being cringy. They absolutely are. Even recently, for instance, with releasing my new music and mindfulness dance music show, Zen Disco, I'm not a DJ. Who am I to do this? I'm so cringy. This is so cringy. I'm an imposter. But then that voice, you won't do it, Case. You won't do it. Oh, yeah? Watch this. Publish. Boom. And I did. And I have. And you know what? Like, that was the best decision ever. You'll see why soon. But it just reinforces this idea, this realization in my mind that the best things in life happen when you intentionally embrace the cringe. That's it. The best things in life happen when you embrace the cringe. And in fact, as I I talk a lot about on the show, experiencing not so great outcomes or negative or awkward circumstances, it's kind of a must in life because they're proof that you're trying. They're like the receipts that you're trying. They are a side effect of effort, right? Being cringy is a side effect of effort, like analogies. Losing a game, for instance, is a side effect of be of becoming a great athlete. Not getting a laugh at a comedy show is a side effect of becoming a great comedian. Not having a profitable month is a side effect of becoming a successful entrepreneur. You can't become any of those things without experiencing the side effects. They're going to happen. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But it's the same with being human. <laughs> with being human. You literally can't get what you want in your life. You can't become who you want to become without some cringe, some embarrassment, some awkwardness. And I think when you realize that and like truly realize it, not just like, oh, I'm glad that's over. I think when you embrace it, you'll be tempted to double down on it. (laughs) You'll be tempted to say, hmm, you know what? Every time I do something cringy, I realize that there's a, there's something to be gained. At minimum, it shows me that it doesn't really matter. No one really cares. But in the long term, it gets me what I want. It gets me in a relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. It gets me a social media following. It gets me my dream job. It gets me my confidence. It gets me a raise. You name it. And I think when that becomes your thought process, this idea of embrace the cringe, it'll become a lifestyle for you. It will. And it'll make you realize that cringe is just a side effect of a fully lived life. That's a life where you're not ashamed or embarrassed to push yourself too hard. That's a a plot positive. If someone says I'm too much, I applaud myself because that means I heard that voice in my head and I said, oh yeah, watch this. And I think when you compare that to the alternative, a life where you don't push yourself, where you just take what's given to you, where you just hope for the best, where you hope what you want magically lands in your lap, I think the decision becomes quite clear. And that decision is to embrace the cringe. So that's it. I'll end it right there. Just something to think about. If this episode was helpful, I'd love it if you'd send it to a friend share the podcast with a friend. Seriously, thank you so much for sharing the podcast. Also, thank you for visiting newmindsetwhodis.com, picking up a journal, 
that means, of course, the absolute world to me. So thank you for that. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.